0: Whether you're a young physician or a gardener, you know, the issues are very similar. You have goals, you have values, and many, many of you have large amounts of debt from student loans, Mm -hmm. you know, and so coming up with a plan representing you, that's where you have to start.
1: Hi everyone, welcome back to the Doc Working Podcast. And we are going to jump right in and talk to our our invited guest today about a topic that is really high up on the mind of most doctors and that has to do with finances. And so I'm so excited to have here today my good friend, Andrew Freeman of AJF Financials. Uh, So let's say it's a young physician starting out who just completed med school, completed residency, is now thrown out into the world. I remember that moment when I was being onboarded for my first job. And then you get into that that room where they talk to you about the benefits packages and sign on the dotted line and you have to pick and choose, uh, you know, I'll do this, do that. I don't know. It was, uh, you know, uh, some plan that they had uh, a contract with and i had no clue what the heck i was doing there is no question about that so why would a young physician go to a financial advisor when they're getting ready to fill out that package
0: whether you're a young physician or a gardener it's you know the issues are very similar you have goals you have values and you know facing many many of you have large amounts of debt from student loans mm-hmm. you know and so Coming up with a plan representing you, that's where you have to start, even if it means writing down your goals, even if it means setting aside a small amount of what you make on a regular basis. Uh, It all will work out if you plan, but if you fail to plan, then uh, you end up getting the results you get. So it's it's really just a matter of getting started, getting planning, and getting something in motion. You could develop plans over time. Don't expect that everything is going to get resolved or It's all going to happen immediately. I have clients that made very little their whole lives, and uh, they set aside a little bit at a time, and they had more money when they eventually retired, more money than they ever could have imagined. I mean, it's, it's unbelievable, but if you do start and do create a plan, you have a better chance of making something happen. It's like commitment or anything else. You know, when you have the saying, until one is committed, there's hesitancy, the chance to draw Mm -hmm. back. But when once one makes that commitment, all forms of material assistance and, you know, this, these things happen. So Mm -hmm. you put yourself in a position where you can have these things happen. You also, when you make commitments to things, you know, you also find that things happen that were unforeseen Mm -hmm. and, you know, you may not reach the stars, but maybe you hit the moon. You know, So just getting started and making a commitment to yourself, to having your finance work, uh, I think is a big step.
1: And and a big importance, st- because that is just so prominent, especially with the debt load of student debt from undergrad, grad, yeah. medical school, and then many physicians are married to have children uh, during all that process. And then you're dealing with aging parents and there's all sorts of other things hey, look, that come into play.
0: It, mm-hmm. it took me 13 years to pay off my student loans. Yeah, it's what it is. But if you, you know what, if you have a plan to paying it off and you work it out, even if you're just making minimums at this point, it happens. It does happen over time.
1: Exactly. So what I'm hearing is that, you know, be committed, have a plan and be patient and it will, it will work out.
0: Be the the patient.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Indeed. That's probably one of the biggest (laughs) messages we have is like, be your own, be your first patient here. Take care of yourself. Yeah, absolutely. Take care of yourself. Take financial
0: well-being. Yourself. You know, a lot of a lot of people have limiting self-beliefs about money, mm. especially, you know, and, and it could just be where they came from, you know, and how family dynamics are around money. So it not just set up a plan, but it's also looking at what's a healthy way of, of having money in your life. And that's part of it also.
1: Yeah, definitely. It's a, it's a mindset thing, isn't it? That, it, that it, having a healthy relationship with money. A good yes. friend of mine used to say that if you take care of money, money will take care of you. But you have to make that part of an ongoing, consistent commitment. Yes. And just like you would anything else, really.
0: Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. that's right.
1: Absolutely. So would the same advice apply? I guess if it's, let's say, a mid-career physician who didn't get their finances in order uh, is just kind of trying to just get through the day because there's a thousand mm-hmm. things on their plate. And let's say, you know, some money in their mid-40s to early 50s. Uh, is the diff- is the advice a little different? How would you it's appreciate?
0: It's probably even more so because at mm-hmm. that point, uh, they now have already made certain mistakes up until then. So, and it, it's you know it doesn't mean it's that it's too late. It just means that you've got more work to do and you've got to get started. But you've got to get started, mm-hmm. you know, and you've you've got to make the decisions. And you have to have the information to make the decisions too. So probably organizing yourself and getting started uh, is probably a key thing for someone who's already been practicing and already uh, is all over the place and doesn't know what they have and don't know where they're going. Get all the information that that you need to together uh, so that you can make better decisions. Knowledge is power and that will help a lot. But also having a good plan will really serve you. It'll change your life.
1: Mm -hmm. And so, you know, doctors tend to be, not everybody, I'm not going to say a general statement, but many are kind of do-it-yourselfers, I'll fix it myself, I'll figure it out myself. And we were talking about having to make decisions, having gathered the information. That seems like a lot. So again, it goes back to utilizing people who really know what they're doing and how important that is, as opposed to trying to figure it all out.
0: Yeah, we're professionals. It's Mm -hmm. what we do. I'm not going to self-diagnose something, you know, in my body, I'm going to go to a doctor and I don't recommend necessarily that you, you know, read, it. you're going to read it all you want to read, but you're still, you still have a job and you still need implementation. You still need to oversight and make sure that things are done being done the right way. I have clients that came, people that came to me in the past that, oh, I, I just want you to tell me which investments to go into and I'll manage it. Well, we did that. They never came back. They never rebalanced their portfolios. My guess is they never looked at the cons- consistently looked at the risks that they were taking. You know, as far as uh, other financial planning, they we they never recalled to review their plan. I have no idea. We reach out. We will communicate. But you know, I do recommend that whatever you do, that you follow up. It's not the end when you start. It's the beginning. It's you know, you're looking at a, a process. It's a process that happens over time. And there are things that come up that do change, you know, whether it's tax issues and you you need someone to let you know that some tax law has changed or uh, just review of your overall risk tolerance. And, you know, on a regular basis, it's something it's a process that you do. It's ongoing. You know, clients will say to me, well, I I need to get to a certain point and then I'm going to change my risk. Well, the point is that your money has to last you your lifetime. It's not that you're working to get to 65. It still has to last you as long as you live. So the question is, what is it going to take for your money to last you your lifetime based on the way you that you're accustomed to living? And so uh, we'll run plans and look, look with people and see what they need to do and what they have and how long their money will last them. And then they can uh, make decisions if they need to make decisions. But it's something that we will review on a regular
1: basis. I mean, definitely, because life expectancy goes up and it um, it has,
0: you know, we're all our plans now. We're looking at 90 and up for how long they're going to last. Right. So, yes. Absolutely.
1: Well, Andrew, wow. Jen, do you have any additional question for Andrew at this point?
2: If I'm a new client coming in, what are the steps that a person would take to try to put a number on their goal? How do you step someone through that?
0: Well, that's a, that's an interesting question. Uh, the first thing is for a new client, it, there's all sorts of fact-finding and understanding what the goal really is. And, you know, if you're trying to understand how much money you really need in in your lifetime to, for instance, that's a big goal, right? The best that you can do is what you have to do is understand what, well, what are your expenses? What do you need to live on now in today's dollars? And then what we would do is look to, we would inflate that and assign a certain return based on your risk tolerance. And that would get us an idea of how long your money would last you or how much money you would need over a certain amount of time. So we'll work backwards. We'll work back from after including inflation, including rates of return, and any other factors that are involved in your life. You know, whether it's you have a pension, you have IRAs, you have whatever savings you have, whatever you know the amount that you're saving on a regular basis now. And we'll do a we'll do a complete analysis to figure that out. It's complex, but it's it's doable. I mean, well, it's all math.
2: Do you Definitely. have advice for a physician who comes to you and begins that process and then is feeling overwhelmed by the number that comes after that calculation?
0: Yeah, you know, the thing is that it's knowledge is power, as I said before. You know, it may be that you need to make some decisions in your life, maybe about spending, maybe about your job, or maybe about uh, reducing your expectations. The The idea is we're we're not here to tell you What to do, we're here to give you the information so you can make better decisions. As far as overwhelm, again, that's something that if you have certain expectations, you want to do certain things, well, if that's what drives you, you know, but we'll give you the information. And if there are recommendations that we can make, you know, whether it's how you can make maybe a little bit more return, maybe you're taking a little more risk, or maybe how you can reduce the risk that you have, you know then we'll make recommendations. If it's uh, maybe you're doing something that is hurting you tax-wise or some other planning uh, function that we could maybe help you with, then we'll do that. But ultimately, like risk, we're not going to tell you how to feel. It's how you feel. But if you have more information and you have it in a way that's useful, then you'll be able to make better decisions. And I think that's the important thing.
2: One thing that I I find a a really interesting concept and I'm curious what you would think about this is the idea of sort of taking that in stages so that initially, instead of, you still may go through the fact finding process to kind of pick a number initially that gives you the whole overview and then possibly back up and say, okay, now if you then take a second look and say like, okay, this was what you think you would need to live on to continue your, your current lifestyle. But if you scaled that back, then you know the cost of living would be yes. this, much. and maybe yes. first goal is to get into a safety zone, of you know, you've invested enough that you could live in a more frugal way on what you have if you needed to. And now, if you choose to continue to work and build that, then you can get to this other number. But you've, you're now in a safety zone. I'm I'm curious if that's something that you think is a useful yeah.
0: It's so okay. Well, like I explained to you about that client who's, who made very little, but she saved a little bit all the time. My wife used to do something. She would, she still does it. <laughs> she'll take money and she'll put it in pockets here and there, all over the place. Mm-hmm. I take her jackets and I'm pulling out 20s and 50s and fives or whatever. So I'd call it the pockets theory of, of saving. There's no one place where you're going to accomplish everything that you want to do. Even if you just took an envelope and say, okay, I've got this goal, I'm going to, I want to buy a car start putting money in that envelope for the car. It doesn't mean that that's going to accomplish everything you want to accomplish, but you have to uh, have some sort of organization around all of the things that you want to accomplish in your life in order to keep, first of all, keep it conscious for you that it is something that you're working on in an organized way. So you don't necessarily trying to do it all the time, but if you take one or two actions a day on, on different goals that you have, over time, it's going to make a huge difference. So, you know, it's breaking it down uh, to a day-to-day actions that you take can make a huge difference itself. I I hope that answers your question, but it's kind of uh, how I look at it is, you know, we have have the opportunity on a day-to-day basis to change our futures.
1: Wonderful. Mm -hmm. So that brings up another topic, which is, I mean, it's related, and you, you alluded to that earlier, and that's dealing with debt. And as you mentioned, you know, it can take a little while to get out of debt. What is your approach to debt reduction, particularly okay. for people who have a yeah. high debt load?
0: So, so debt is a very difficult thing to deal for anyone to deal with. It weighs on your shoulders. It just brings you down. So I'm a strong advocate of getting out of debt above anything else. The way I recommend going to taking care of debt is to look at make a list of all the debts that you have. And I would look to see how you can eliminate items off that list. So first of all, it's important to look at the higher rates on debts that you have. And it's also important to try to get eliminate any of the items. So if you have some items on there that, for instance, smaller items, and you could pay those off, great, pay it off. Giving yourself a sense of accomplishment that that's what you're up to is probably as important as anything else. But those debts that have higher interest rates, reducing those interest rates, maybe finding something that that you can refinance at a lower rate is important. The idea, though, is keep that list and you should make it a mission to complete and end that list, that cycle of debt in your life. And student loans is a big part of it. Uh, I don't know what rates are on student loans these days. Set up a plan where you're going to pay it off. That's That's my approach to it.
1: Thank you, thank you so much. So that really should be in in your eyes like priority one as far as financial health. Yeah. Uh, and oh, by the I'm way, likely.
0: just because you're doing that doesn't mean you shouldn't be doing other goals too. Right. Okay. If you have a hundred dollars and you have fifty dollars to go towards paying off debt of the of excess cash flow, for instance, then you have fifty dollars that could go towards other goals. Work out a plan that works for you, where you feel you're accomplishing all the things you want to accomplish, and even if you're taking. Ten dollars or five dollars, and putting it into that envelope for some other goal that you have. So what? You you're working towards it, and you know you're working towards it.
1: And as you said, knowledge is power. So knowing that you have a plan, and it can be one action every day or a couple of actions every day, and you're consistent with it moving forward. That that is. Uh, it sounds to me, uh, and um, that that's uh, actually a pretty powerful place to be. And it's it's elegant. It's simple. It's it, and it's actionable. Yes, yeah, definitely. Well, Andrew, thank you so much. This was a powerful and amazing conversation and very enlightening. And I appreciate your time. We both appreciate the time. And I think that our listeners will get a lot out of this. And so how do people find out more about you? Like how, where would they go?
0: Well, they have, uh, first of all, we have a website, ajffinancial.com. We have, you can call us. Our number is 212 779 zero seven eight nine. We have a staff here. Everyone on staff is very capable of answering questions. You can call me. That's fine. I'm extension one. You can email us. My email is andrew at ajffinancial.com. And you can follow us. We have presence on social media and we are constantly putting pieces out on there, whether it's on financial planning or it's on sustainability and ESG investing. There's important material that, that comes out all the time.
1: Excellent. Thank you. Thank you thank so you
0: much. Thank you very much. Oh, thank you. I appreciate the opportunity to talk to your group. And I especially appreciate those investors and clients that are for positive impact and positive change. We wouldn't couldn't do what we do if it wasn't for you and and expressing what's important to you.
3: We have something really exciting at doc working that we want to tell you about. It's called the Doc Working Thrive subscription membership. And it's almost a little bit like burnout insurance. If you don't need that, you just want another way to know how to thrive. This is it. This subscription includes weekly video tips delivered straight to your inbox, exciting small monthly group coaching sessions where you actually have access to be coached by one of our top coaches at Doc Working. You get access to virtual courses, including stat, quick wins to get your life back, a leadership course called A New Era of Physician Leadership and another course called Communication for the Win. All of these courses are delivered virtually so you can do it on your own time and with your own schedule. And you also will have access to 24/7 private Thrive Physician Facebook community. All of these different features come to you as part of the subscription. It's an incredible value. We are so excited for this community. Don't wait. Go right now to DocWorking.com to find out how you can sign up for the DocWorking Thrive subscription membership. This is Amanda Taran. I'm the producer of DocWorking, The Whole Physician Podcast. Please don't forget to like and subscribe, and thank you for listening.